Thanks for listening to the Best of Coast to Coast podcast. And if you want to hear more than just this highlight from the show, become a Coast Insider and you can listen to the complete program, plus recent episodes about out-of-body experiences, the scientific search for extraterrestrial life, and biblical prophecies, which may have foretold our current state of global turmoil. So head on over to coasttocoastam.com and sign up for Coast Insider to catch up on what you may have missed from coast to coast. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Dr. Tim Ball calls it the largest and oldest fake news story created and perpetrated through the deep state of the bureaucracy. Mary McCarthy, of course, has described this as follows. Bureaucracy, the rule of no one, has become the modern form of depotism. And, of course, Dr. Tim Ball with us with his latest work, Human-Caused Global Warming, with the subtitle, which is very important, The Biggest Deception in History. Tim, welcome back, Doc. Well, thank you, George, and thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk to the public again and provide them with the other side of the story. That's always the important issue. Every time you're on, somebody calls and says, what are your credentials, Mr. Ball? (laughs) So let's get them on the table right now, Tim. Go ahead. Yeah, well, the the, the credentials uh, come uh, actually before I, I went back to university. I was in the Canadian Air Force. And by the way, the Canadian military uh, and, and their veterans are treated far worse than in the U.S. Uh, were almost non-existent. But anyway, I did four years of anti-submarine over the North Atlantic uh, during the Cuban crisis. And then I did five years of search and rescue in the Arctic, uh, northern and Arctic Canada. And, and of course, I had to learn about weather and weather forecasting. And one of the things that I learned from that experience was the forecasts were terrible. Um, in fact, to give you an idea of how little we know about the world, when I first started flying in the Arctic, the maps we had for quite large areas of Canada were marked terra incognito, in other words, unknown land. And, um, and uh, of course, the lack of weather stations. So when I lost my flying category and, and um, I chose to get out of the military because, I, as they say, I didn't want to fly a desk, I decided to go back to university and find out why the weather forecasts were so bad. And uh, at that time, the whole uh, new idea of environmentalism was coming in. For example, a, a very important book called Man's Role in, in, in Changing the Face of the Earth uh, came out in about 1968. And so those things combined in me to look at um, both environment, but also um, what was wrong with weather and, and climate forecasting. And so I went, uh, I, I did a, a, an honors degree where I looked at um, the the philosophical side of it, why were humans not considered as an agent of change in, in nature? And uh, then the uh, master's thesis was a very d- d- specific science uh, d- uh, MA uh, looking at energy and energy inputs. And of course, as, as we know in today's world, energy is absolutely essential to everything and energy in nature helps you understand what moves the weather what creates the weather and so on and then i my doctoral thesis i i uh, uh, teamed up with uh, and i was lucky to be able to go to the climatic research unit in, in east anglia and uh, the head of that was hubert lamb and Lamb, during the war, had had the same problem that uh, came across the same problem I had, 
that is that he was making forecasts for bombers over Germany, and they were coming back and saying, you know, you almost killed us. You told it, us it would be clear sky, and we had freezing rain, and, and, and so on. So after the war, he decided to set up the Climate Research Unit, which, of course, later became uh, uh, perverted for the, uh, the the biggest deception. But anyway, Lamb, Lamb said, look, until we can figure out how much the climate has changed in the past, we haven't got a hope of figuring out uh, and understanding the mechanisms and forecasting for the future. So uh, that that's where it really all began. And um, so I ended up um, uh, reconstructing uh, a 300-year weather record for central Canada from both the uh, daily journals and meteorological records of the Hudson Bay Company, because there was a company whose whole... Uh, uh, existence depended on the weather and uh, and so on and uh, fur trapping and then also living off the land and to give you an idea of how progressive they were they brought thermometers and barometers to churchill on hudson bay as early as 1768 <laughs> so um that that's uh, my background and and uh, why I got into this whole idea of what's wrong with weather forecasting and climate forecasting. But, of course, um, when I started out, global cooling was the consensus. And then I watched the whole uh, area, my area, my discipline of climate, hijacked for the political agenda of global warming, which, of course, has led to the book that I wrote. And, and Tim, let me ask you this. Regardless of the cause, and we'll get into it in a big way tonight, but regardless of the cause, is there global warming? Is the planet heating up? Uh, the planet, uh, no, not right now. It's it's actually uh, since uh, 1998. The, the planet has has uh, cooled down slightly, and um, we had the hottest right, May in a hundred years. They said, yeah, but but you have you really have to to uh, look look at that and and uh, look at the record and how they come up with those numbers. This is part of the deception. Um, it, when I tell you that. For every weather record around the world, every station, they've lowered the uh, historic record. So the temperature record for uh, the late 1900s and early 20th century, they lowered those temperature records, which, of course, they made it look like the warming was greater than it actually was. Uh, we we uh, actually, uh, there's a group, uh, we took the New Zealand government to court for doing exactly that. And uh, I was also part of a group that confronted the Australian government for uh, the adjustments they were making to their record. And, and to give you an idea of how deceptive this is, they, they tell you, oh, the 1990s outdoors out there, 1990s, the warmest on record. In fact, um, particularly in America, uh, the, the 1930s was much warmer than the 1990s. So, so the, the, the record, uh, as they're presenting it to you, has been so disordered. That's part of the deception. They've, they've, they've had to, in order to uh, maintain their claims, and they, when the evidence comes up to show they're wrong, they have to, uh, to distort the record and, and co- try and contradict it, and that's what's going on there. But to, just to finish my, my comment, um, if, we, if we start, say, in, in 1860, the, the world warmed up to about 1900, or, or sorry, it cooled down to 1900, and then from 1900 to 1940, it warmed up, and by the way, in that 40 years, it warmed up more than it did from 1980 through to, to 2000. And then from 1940 to 1980, the world cooled down, which is, of course, when I started, and the CIA were writing reports on uh, how the cooling was going to cause social chaos all over the world. 
And and then from 1980 to 1998, the world warmed up, and then since 1998, the world has been cooling down uh, slightly and will continue to cool. Uh, so it, you you don't have to look at very lo- much of the record to see that the, the climate varies all the time. And to put the war- the current warming in perspective, if you look at the last 12,000 years, a period called the climatic optimum or the Holocene optimum, uh, the last 12,000 years, about 96% of it, 95 to 96% of it, was warmer than it is today. And, and so uh, you, you see how they've distorted the record, and the minute you start putting it into context, uh, which is why I went to do my Ph.D., you start to realize that what's going on today is perfectly normal, perfectly well within all natural variability. And Tim, how many people have confused pollution for global warming? Well, that's a very good question, and and of course the fact that Obama was running around saying carbon pollution. I mean, first of all, he doesn't. He's not talking about carbon. Carbon's a solid. He's talking about CO two. Right. CO two is not a pollutant. It's an absolutely essential gas in the atmosphere. But the the idea of carbon, of course, in, it brings across the idea of soot, and of course those people attacking the coal industry and saying, "Oh, coal's causing the problem," uh, and you saw how Obama said that he. He, you could do coal, but I, I'll tax you out of business. And and um, so, yeah, the, the, the idea that uh, CO2 is a pollutant is part of the, uh, of the uh, deception. Now, the difficulty with that, of course, is that there are, there are pollutants. There are things that... Um, and we do uh, want a clean environment. Oh, no exactly. question. Yeah, well, exactly. And that's the whole point, George, is that, um, you know... The, these people, and I say these people, the environmentalists, um, go around saying uh, we're the only ones that care about the environment. Well, how dare you? How arrogant. It was like when I appeared before a Canadian parliamentary committee on the ozone issue. There were seven people there representing a group called Friends of Earth. And I said, well, what does that mean? If you're not in our group, you're not a friend of the Earth? How dare you? But this is the high ground moralizing that has been been going on. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, everybody's for a clean environment. It certainly makes no sense to pollute your own nest. And, of course, that's why I mentioned in my earlier comments about starting in the 60s when the whole new paradigm of environmentalism came in, um, it, it, it was a necessary one. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.